My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Touch of the Master's Hand. Glad you've joined us today. We're beginning a study entitled Time to Grow Up, Taking Leadership of Your Life. At some point in all of our lives, we must grow up. By that, I mean we must take responsibility for the choices and decisions that we make. We can no longer depend on someone else to make those decisions for us. We must learn how to make decisions for ourselves and to lead our lives in a way that will be productive. As a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ, that also includes leading our lives in such a way that we please the Lord in everything that we do. In this series, we will examine two aspects of growing up. First, the preparation we go through that gets us ready for the day we take responsibility for our own decisions. And then second, we're going to discuss five principles of leadership that become the guidelines by which we make these decisions that ultimately affect the course of our life. To do this, we're going to look at a young man in the Old Testament named Joshua. Joshua took over for Moses as the leader of the nation of Israel and guided them to the land God had promised. During this journey, he fought battles both internally and externally. In our life, we'll fight the same type battles. Some of them may be internal battles with discouragement, fear, regret, anxiety, or even depression. Some of them may be external battles with job issues, peer pressure, financial struggles, relationship challenges, etc., Whatever the battle is, God showed Joshua how to win the battles as he led the Israelites to the promised land. And I believe these same principles will help us to lead our lives in such a way that we can win the battles we face in life. As a result, we can have a productive life of victory that pleases God and brings us a feeling of success and fulfillment. So let's open our Bibles to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1, and let's read the account of when Joshua took leadership of his own life, and he had to grow up. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. The Israelites across the river Jordan into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. 
Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In leadership, like Joshua, God has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. Listen to what God told the prophet Joshua. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Before Jeremiah was ever conceived, God already had a plan and a purpose for his life. The psalmist David said this in Psalm 139 and verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God has a plan for our lives, and everything he does is to prepare us and empower us to fulfill that purpose. Listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 8 in verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Training and preparation are necessary for us to live the life that God has planned. God didn't just throw Joshua into a leadership role without preparing him first. And he does the same for us. Every event, every person we meet, every situation we are faced with is used by God to make us into the person he wants us to be. Joshua became Moses' assistant when he was young, and he spent several years preparing for the day when he would take over the responsibility of leading the people of Israel. Listen to Numbers chapter 11, verses 28, verse 28a. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' assistant since his youth. Training as Moses' assistant provided him the opportunity to learn five foundational truths that would prepare him to be the leader God wanted him to be. These same five truths will help us as well. So as we begin our study on time to grow up, taking leadership of our life, the first thing we want to talk about today is preparation for that leadership. I believe there are five principles that Joshua learned in preparation for taking over the decision-making as the leader of the children of Israel. And I believe these principles will help us. These are five things that we need to learn in preparation for becoming adults, for making our own decisions. If we learn these five things and they become the foundation of everything that we do, then we'll be able, or at least we'll have the tools to make the right kinds of decisions. So let's look at these five things. Number one, Joshua learned 
to depend upon God. In Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 14, Joshua was told to lead the Israelites to war with the Amalekites. God instructed Moses to go up on a hill, take the rod of God that he had used in Egypt, and hold it up in the air. Meanwhile, Joshua would be leading the armies of Israel in battle. When Moses held the rod up, the Israelites prevailed in the battle. But when the rod began to fall because Moses' arms got tired, the Amalekites would prevail. Listen to the account in Exodus chapter 17, beginning in verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded, and he fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands were held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. That day, Joshua learned that victory came from God, not military expertise. He knew that without God, he could do nothing. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 15 and verse 5. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The first lesson Joshua learned was to depend on God for victory in his life. That's the first thing we must learn if we're to win the battles in our life. God is our source of strength, supply, and victory, and we need him in order to live a successful and fruitful life. Lesson number two Joshua learned in preparation for leadership was this. He learned to obey God. In Exodus chapter 24, God called Moses to come up to the top of Mount Sinai to receive the law. He also had Joshua go with him. But prior to going, Moses presented the instructions of the Lord to the people, and they all agreed that they would obey whatever God told them to do. Exodus chapter 24 and verse 3 says, Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. A few verses later in Exodus 24 and verse 7, the Bible says, Then he, Moses, took the book of the covenant and read it aloud to the people. Again, they all responded, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. So Moses and Joshua went to meet the Lord and get the law. In Exodus 24, verses 12 and 13, the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain, 
Stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so you can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out, and Moses climbed up to the mountain of God. (coughs) Once they received the law, God told Moses he had to get back down to the camp, ASAP, because the people had corrupted themselves. Exodus 32 and verse 7, the Bible says, The Lord told Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. The people had become impatient because it took Moses so long to come back down from the mountain. Instead of waiting on God's instructions, they decided to take things into their own hands. That never turns out good. And by the way, it didn't turn out very good in this situation either. The children of Israel had made a golden calf and began to worship it, and God responded with judgment. Listen to Exodus 32, verses 25 through 28. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords, go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other, kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. That day, Joshua saw firsthand what happens when God is not obeyed. I'm sure he never forgot it. The same is true for us. God wants us to have a productive and full life. That's why he gives us instructions to live by. Not to hurt us, but to protect us. Listen again to God's instruction to Joshua as he was about to take leadership of the people. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. God reminds us of the same thing in James chapter 1 and verse 22. Where the Bible says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Joshua learned that obedience to God was paramount if he wanted to be successful in his life. Preparation lesson number three. He learned to talk to God. Listen to the account in Exodus chapter 33, verses 7 through 11. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request to the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover over its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. 
When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp. But the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One of the most powerful statements in this part of the Bible are these words. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Wow. Do you realize that we can speak to God just like that today? Listen to these verses in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Or uh, rather, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, God wants us to have that close relationship with him. He wants us to spend time sharing our hearts with him. God loves us, and he gives us the privilege of speaking directly to him because of Jesus. Listen to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Joshua learned, in preparation for leadership, the importance of talking with God. Then principle number four that he learned in preparation for leadership, he learned to accept God's provision. In Numbers chapter 11, God had provided manna for the Israelites to eat. After a while, they got tired of it, began to complain about it, and ask for meat. As a result, God let them have what they wanted, even though it was not what God wanted for them to have. As a result, many of them became ill and died. The resulting lesson was that God always provides for us the best. (coughs) Sometimes the best is not what we want, but it is still what's best for us. When we complain about what God has provided, sometimes God will let us have what we want, but he always allows us to suffer the consequences, thus showing us why he didn't want us to have it in the first place. My friend, God will always take care of us. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33 say this. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Not that I was ever in need, Paul said, 
For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So Joshua learned in preparation for growing up and taking leadership to accept whatever God provided without complaining. And then finally, lesson number five, he learned that life was about God's plan, not about his plan. Moses was overwhelmed in Numbers chapter 11 with the responsibility of handling this large group of people known as the Israelites, especially when they began to complain. So God gave his spirit to 70 of the elders in Israel to help Moses with communicating the instructions to the people. Listen to Numbers chapter 11, verses 10 through 17. Moses heard all the family standing in the doorways of their tents whining, and the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated. And Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. I will come down and talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that's upon you, and I'll put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you, so you will not have to carry it alone. However, when the 70 elders began to prophesy like Moses, Joshua became angry because he thought Moses was the only one who was supposed to do this. Moses had to point out to Joshua that getting God's work done was going to take more than just Moses. These men were actually helping to do God's work. This was not about Moses being the leader. It was about God's plan being accomplished. Numbers chapter 11, verses 25 through 29 explain this. And the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses. Then he gave the 70 elders the same spirit that was upon Moses. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. But this never happened again. Two men, Eldad and Medad, had stayed behind in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but they had not gone out to the tabernacle. Yet, the spirit rested upon them as well. So they prophesied there in the camp. A young man ran and reported to Moses. Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' assistant since his youth, protested. Moses, my master, make them stop. But Moses replied, 
Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all. My friend, that day, Joshua learned that God's purpose is more important than any one person. And the same thing is true today. Listen to Proverbs 19 and verse 21. The Bible says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Romans 8, verse 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. John 10 and verse 10 tells us about God's purpose. The thief's purpose, that's Satan, is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, Jesus said, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. While we're growing up, and being taught and trained by our parents, school teachers, coaches, pastors, mentors, friends, and family members, we need to make sure we are learning these five foundational truths about life. The same ones Joshua learned before he grew up and took leadership. Lesson one, dependency upon God. We have to have God in our life. Number two, obedience to God. God instructs us how to live for our own good. Number three, we have to learn to talk to God. We're going to need that conversation. Number four, we have to learn to accept God's provision, whatever that is. And number five, we've got to learn to put God's purpose above our own. In our next lesson, we'll discuss principles of leadership that help us make choices and decisions that will lead us to this fruitful and successful life in God's eyes. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the life of Joshua and the lessons we learn from him. Help us, Father, as we grow, as we are prepared for leadership, whether it's leadership of other people or just the leadership ability to guide and lead our own lives in the way you want us to. Help us to learn these foundational truths so that we will live the life that you intend for us to live. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for joining us on Touch of the Master's Hand. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time as we talk about the principles of leadership that help us to grow up. God bless you. See you, everybody.